Marketing has an optics problem. Mention the word marketing to the average person and their minds are instantly filled with images of all the worst kinds of marketers. Telemarketers, accident and injury lawyers, and any of the thousands of less than reputable internet marketers top the list. Following only a short way behind these paragons of marketing, however, are the less sleazy but maybe equally annoying brands focused on mass marketing us all into oblivion, bombarding us with advertising every second of our lives through every medium imaginable. Are these really our only options when it comes to marketing our online wellness businesses? Or is there another way? Hey, Jeremy here, and you're listening to Build a Better Wellness Biz. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing the five building blocks that make up the foundation of effective, authentic marketing for people like us who are trying to make a difference in the world through the work that we do and make a living off of it. So yes, all those examples I mentioned are one form of marketing. And while spammy, sleazy, and incessant almost certainly do work for some people and brands, if you're anything like me, the thought of using these tactics makes you want to sit in the shower, hugging your knees for about an hour until the sliminess washes off. Actually, maybe make that two hours. We want our marketing to reflect the heart and effort we put into our work itself, whether that's the services we provide our clients or products that we create. We want our marketing to convey the sense of what it actually might be like to work with us to our audiences. So I think it's time for us to adopt a new ideal of what effective marketing really looks like. One that's aligned with our values, the people we serve, and the work that we create. All right, ready for it? Here it is. At its core, real, effective, repeatable marketing that really, truly works is about nothing more than building authentic relationships with our audiences. That's it. It's a pretty simple concept, but it's not easy to execute. So to get a clearer picture of how to put this real marketing to work for you in your online wellness business, Let's look at the five building blocks that make up this kind of relationship-based marketing. The first building block is empathy. All relationship building needs to start with empathy for your audience. You might already understand something about their general circumstances, where they're trying to go, and the challenges that are standing in the way of getting there. You may have even lived that journey yourself. It's important to keep in mind, however, that even though you're all on the same journey together, each of your audience members has a unique story, unique fears, unique motivations, and unique challenges. So to ensure that your messaging resonates, you really need to continually be digging deeper and learning more about your audience without judgment. Only by really truly understanding your audience and holding a deep sense of empathy for who they are and where they're at, can you create the best possible solutions to their challenges and speak to them in a way that clearly communicates that you get them. Approaching your marketing and audience building with this kind of empathy is really the only way to create truly raving fans. Once you understand and empathize with your audience, it's then time to define the journey you want them to join you on. The second building block of real effective marketing is all about vision. The best type of marketing has a kind of forward momentum that builds continually towards a clearly defined goal. You might think initially that the end goal is a sale, but this is really not the end goal for your audience, and it shouldn't be for you either. Now, there's nothing wrong with hoping that a portion of your audience does end up buying from you, but when you start focusing on winning the sale as the driving goal for you, you begin to lose focus on what the real purpose of all this effective marketing is for, which should be guiding your audience toward their desired outcome. To do this, you need to take everything you know about your audience and the hurdles in their way and map out the journey to help them get there. 
Now, your route to the end destination might not be the only one for them, but it's your job as a marketer to say, hey, I see where you guys are all trying to go and I know a way there. It might not be the best route for everyone, but for people like you, I think it is. An example of that might be this show itself. There are many ways to build a business and I'm not interested in many of them and I don't think you are either. The whole point of this episode in particular is to find an alternative to marketing that leaves us feeling slimy and sleazy. There are many ways to build a successful business, but for me, I want to build a community of business owners who are interested in building the same way I am, with heart, soul, and intention. So once you have your end destination and the route to get there defined, it's time to invite people along for however much of the journey they care to be along for. And while they're with you, do everything that you can to help them get to that next milestone. In all likelihood, your product or service does not immediately solve your customer's ultimate problem once they buy from you. It will most likely help them move closer, but in most cases, they still have more work ahead of them. Your marketing should recognize this and be prepared to continue guiding your customers along their journey even after they've bought from you, even if you don't have a further upsell down the road, at least not yet. Think about it in the context of another type of relationship. You wouldn't go to bed with someone and then never contact them again, and neither should your marketing. People don't want to feel used. The third building block is initiative or organization. So one of the most important steps you can take as a marketer is to realize that most people already know what they need to do to get themselves at least most of the way to the goal they're striving for. The information is out there for free, probably dozens of times over. There is no shortage of knowledge available for those willing to tap into it. What there is a shortage of, however, is leaders who are willing to step up and organize a community of like-minded people who are on the same journey together. The fact is that information alone is usually not enough, especially when it comes to the really big goals we set for ourselves. More than information alone, people need support, accountability, feedback, commiserators, and community to help them get through the hardest parts of their journey. Taking the initiative and organizing this kind of community is not easy work, but if you're willing to step up and organize your audience in a meaningful way, you can really set yourself apart from everyone else in your niche and your community will start to do your marketing for you. Keep in mind that this is not just about creating yet another Facebook group. This is about creating actual community, which requires attention and engagement from you. Building block number four is all about service. Leading with a service mentality is a mindset that you'll probably need to remind yourself of continually at the start. There's absolutely nothing wrong with selling your experience, your guidance, your knowledge, your products, or your services that will help your audience solve their problems. In fact, your audience will probably be more than happy to pay you if your work lives up to the promise that it makes. So leading with a service mentality has nothing to do with giving your work away for free. Rather, it's about making decisions about your products, marketing, and the way you run your business and content based on what would be most helpful to your audience. There will almost certainly be times when you might be faced with a decision between crafting a product or service one way that benefits you more than your audience versus another that might benefit your audience more than you. There is definitely a balance to find here, and you need to know your margins both financially and time-wise to determine what is actually doable for you. While it might benefit your audience the most in the short term if you were to offer your products and services completely for free, before long, you couldn't afford to keep doing the work for you, in other words, helping your audience solve their problem, and you'd have no choice but to pack it in, leaving them without their trusted guide that they had relied on to that point. No one wins in this scenario. 
So the important thing is to always be leading with the mindset of what could I create that would be of most value to my audience? What is the best possible way that I can help them get where they're looking to go? This mindset requires empathy for you to see and understand your audience. And these two traits are essential for marketing that builds authentic relationships. The fifth and final building block is consistency. All relationships require consistently showing up, especially in the beginning stages. And the rule is no different when it comes to your marketing. It's not just about showing up, however. You need to show up consistently and authentically with your empathy, your vision, your leadership, and your service for your audience. There's a lot of talk in the worlds of podcasting, blogging, and social media about consistency and scheduling. And I find that often a lot of this talk about consistency revolves around losing your audience's interest, them forgetting about you, as well as playing the algorithms of the different platforms in order to get the most reach. And these may all be valid concerns. They probably are. But there's a more important argument that I think needs to be made for consistency that often isn't. And it comes down to trust. Your content and offers might be fantastic. You may show up regularly with all of the traits we've discussed already in this episode, but I am absolutely convinced that by failing to be consistent with your content and interaction with your audience, you are introducing a seed of doubt into their minds as to whether or not you can actually deliver on your bigger promises. It may not even be a conscious thought for most people in your audience, but if you've established the expectation that, for example, you will release a weekly podcast every week, every Tuesday, and you start to falter in your release schedule, is it really all that unreasonable for your listeners to begin to question whether that same inconsistency might carry over into your paid offerings? I don't think so. After all, in their minds, the paid offerings probably take a whole lot more work to create than a podcast episode does. So if their subconscious impression of you is that you don't follow through on the easy things like creating a weekly podcast, why should they believe that you'll come through for them on the hard things? So in my mind, these five traits form the foundation of real effective marketing for people like you and me who believe deeply in the work that we do. We recognize the potential for impact that our work can have, and ultimately, we want to be paid well and make a living from doing it. I don't think that's unreasonable. This type of marketing is not about hacks, tactics, shiny new marketing tools, or quick wins. Instead, this type of marketing takes the long view and understands that if we take the time to show up generously every day, drip by drip by drip, as Seth Godin would say, we have the opportunity to find and build meaningful relationships with people who are looking to go where we're going. I hope that's why you're here listening to this podcast. If we choose to take this approach, the patient approach, the approach that might at first glance look like the long way around, we are really committing not to creating customers, although hopefully those will come naturally, but to creating a loyal community of raving fans built on an authentic relationship with us. I truly believe that this is the path to creating impact with our work, to building a movement, to creating something new with the knowledge that when we release it, we have an audience that is not only interested in buying it, but is impatiently waiting for us to release it. This, I believe, is the path to changing the world with your ideas and your work. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts regarding this episode, and I'd like to invite you to join into the conversation. So my question for you today is, what's been your relationship with the word marketing so far in your business? Is it something you've shied away from because it felt sleazy? Has it felt generative, additive, and authentic? Or has it been something else entirely? You can head to betterwellness.biz voice to leave me a short audio message that I'd love to feature on an upcoming episode. 
You can find the show notes for this episode at betterwellness.biz slash 007 for additional resources. And if you took something away from this or any other episode, I would absolutely love to hear about it. You can go to betterwellness.biz slash review to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts telling me what you've taken away and applied to your business. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Jennifer Fugo, who used podcasting to 10x her practice's revenue in only six months. You are not going to want to miss it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope things are good in your world. And until next time, keep building better. Thank you.